Man. Look. I came across this story and I could not believe what I was reading. Estes Park residents Kevin Bunkert said he loves living in the area, but early Saturday morning he encountered a problem. I get a call from my sister. She was frantic. He said, she said, we have a problem and hung up real quick. Turns out she had an unexpected visitor, a bear stuck in a car. Problem here is the bear got in the car and the door shut behind him. And then he wanted to get out. Couldn't started hitting the horn. The black bear was trapped in the car for about seven hours. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Seven hours trapped in the car? They must have been smoking some good dope up there in Colorado. The very minute I found out that the bear was in there, I'd be trying to let him out. I mean, it's not rocket science. Whatever side of the car the bear's on, you go to the opposite side, open the door, and let him out. But no, they decided to leave the bear in there for seven hours so he could tear it up good so the insurance company could total the car. I guess they could get them a check and get them another ride. Hey, that's what you do it. You want to check from the insurance company? Just let the bear tear it up. Ah! bear tear it up. Cars totaled out. Insurance company towed it off. It's demolished. Yeah, I imagine it would be demolished for seven hours. Come on, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. You let the bear tear your car up for seven hours. They were smoking some good dope, man, up there in Colorado. Smoking some good dope. Colorado Parks and Wildlife said, oh yeah, it's nothing to do. We've had a couple break-ins last week of some bears breaking in stuff. I know when I've gone camping and we've had anything that had an odor to it, you had to put it in a burlap bag and then take a rope and throw it up over the, the furthest limb in the tree and pull the bag up into the air so that, could, so that it, the smell would be up there. It couldn't be at lower elevation or you have a bear tear through your tent and try to eat you alive or if you got chewing the back in your back pocket it'll tear through into your backside and try to get that too that's why you can't have nothing like odor in your car or anything that puts off odor that would make the make the bears want to break in there man They went on to say, nobody wants to see a bear behind the wheel of a car. No, I want to see one going 90 mile an hour down the interstate blowing a horn. Well, seven hours in my car, tore, the bear tore my car up. Yeah, I watched him while I was smoking dope. Yeah, in Colorado. For seven hours, we let this go on. Something about that story, I just don't understand. Like I said, it ain't rocket science. If you got your CCW, you 
go you go to the opposite side of the car, open the door, let the bear out. It ain't rocket science. God. Talk to y'all later. Man, look. U.S. citizens in Austria can now get help at McDonald's. What? That's right. They can just walk in there and ask them or tell them, I've lost my passport. Do you know how I might go about obtaining it? Look, man, if you got a passport and you're from the United States, that thing better be chained around your neck. I don't care. Europe, Somalia, the Middle East. People don't like Americans. Hello. Reality check. And besides that, you probably a lot safer at the McDonald's than you would be at the U.S. Embassy. Benghazi, hello. Say, Benghazi, what are you talking about? I'm talking about that 13-hour firefight that the Rangers and the SEALs had to endure and not no telling how many contractors that were over there shooting it out. Trying to come to the rescue of the people in that embassy. It's going to have to be a heck of a lot fortified like Fort Knox for me to go anywhere near a U.S. embassy anywhere in the world. I mean, that's unreal. I still can't believe that to this day. I mean, we can watch a Black Hawk go down in Somalia from satellites, but we couldn't watch that situation in Benghazi go down from satellites and see where the tension was at and bring those guys some relief and some help. I commend them for what they had to deal with and for what they had to put up with as long as they did. It's unreal. But you better have your passport chained around your neck. And don't you lay it down nowhere. I don't know where I put it. That's what they want to hear. Need to be horsewhipped. A beat with a bamboo stick if you can't keep up with your passport. You ain't got no business leaving the country if you can't keep up with your passport. Don't make no sense. I... I'll go into the McDonald's to eat, but I dang sure ain't gonna ask them about no U.S. Embassy information. Wild, absolutely wild. And on another note, one of my listeners, Dane, which I will not mention his last name due to uh, safety concerns for him and his family, mentioned to me, uh, I had a podcast that uh, talked about a camel going into a pet store, and I said, well, I'd like to know, I'd like to see a, uh, a bull walk up in there. Lo and behold, this man walks a, a steer or a bull right up into the pet store. And I'm thinking, oh man, if this thing turns loose, he gonna tear down aisles, tear up the whole store and walk out in the pet store. I bet the pet store stopped that. I know that's right. Talk to y'all later. Hi, Randy. 
This is Dane from Alabama, and I just wanted to say that I work in the restaurant industry as well, and I enjoyed your segment on how customers come into restaurants and stand around the tables after they get done eating and taking up time where you can't serve nobody else. But anywho, I had a question about the people that come into restaurants on their dang cell phones when it's time to order. Randy, I was hoping you could weigh in on this topic in a future podcast. I'm making this podcast in reference to a listener by the name of Dane that wanted to know what do you do about cell phones in restaurants? And the answer is very simple. You got a customer and you're running a hot bar and they come up on the cell phone, go around, go on to the next customer. And if they don't like it, they're going to be like, well, why are they going around me? Because you on the cell phone. These other customers ain't. They would like to eat. Take your conversation outside. Not in the restaurant. Now, if you're looking at your phone and you got in text on there, uh, what you want to eat, you can tell us that way. But the conversation's got to stop. After a while, enough people going around them, they'll catch on. And uh, tell you what they want. Now, if you've got them sitting down at a table, and you're writing up what each person wants around the table, go around when all the plates come back and they don't have a plate ha you was on the cell phone now what would you like to eat while everybody else is finished and they got to wait on their food because they was on the cell phone that's not your fault that's their fault especially if you got signs posted everywhere on the counter on the glass no cell phones that's their law They can order just like everybody else. If you got a fax machine, you tell them the fax number. They can send their orders in that way. But I know the struggle. I know the struggle, man. Folks on the cell phone, man. Cell phone's been messing people up ever since they came out. Folks been wrecking their cars on the cell phone because they gotta get that text in. They gotta text while driving. Several states have implemented laws on this. That's all right, though. Food is a different ball game. They go hungry enough, they'll come around. They'll come around. Just like, just like uh, when I was coming up back home, mom and daddy put food on the table. You ate what was served. You, you took it the way they made it. It wasn't none of this picky eating. Like, I don't want anything to touch. Put it in a bowl. Where? Look, man. You eat all that food, it's going to touch when it gets on the inside. Yeah. Give them that mental picture. But no, we got some, you know, you got to put them in a bowl because it's customer service. Ah! Got to provide that customer service. 
But that's all I got to say. I'll talk to y'all later. Who, 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 who let the coons out? Who let the coons out? Who let the coons out? What are you talking about, Randy? I am talking about zombie raccoons are infiltrating a Chicago suburb. Hide your kids, hide your dogs. Because the zombie raccoons are coming. Okay, so they're not actually raccoons that have come back from the dead like Pet Cemetery here to end humanity, but raccoons that have tested positive for distemper. So you might ask, Rondi, what is distemper? Alright, distemper is a viral disease of some animals, especially dogs, causing fever, coughing, and other issues. Now that I've got that out of the way, back to the subject. These raccoons are roaming around the Chicago suburb of Riverside, and authorities there are warning residents against the zombie-looking critters. Uh, The Riverside uh, Police Department has warned their residents in the community they've been advised to steer clear of the raccoons and to make sure their dogs don't come in contact with them since the disease can spread easily when our dogs are exposed to coughing or sneezing it can stay in the environment for a while a veterinarian told WGN Chicago Go Cubs if your dog is in the backyard this is especially true of unvaccinated dogs like puppies and raccoons that have been in the area it can be spread by most bodily fluids oh They say that these raccoons, uh, this this temper can affect them so bad they can walk on their back legs straight up with their front legs straight out. So it would be like you walking with your arms straight out. That's what the raccoon looks like. Needless to say, And once again, the raccoons aren't actually zombies. But police said they're referring to them such because of the way this distemper affected their walking. Walking on their back legs with their front legs sticking out in front of them. Woo! Wow, man. You heard it here. Hot news and burning issues. Talk at you later.